Welcome back to the Auto Amateur Podcast. This is James. Some Porsche banter on a Friday. What else do you want out of life? I think that's a great way to start the weekend. Today, I've got a special guest. Here's Andy Gaunt from Last Rasp. The Instagram and the YouTube by the same name. Andy's been on the podcast several times before. Absolutely cracking guy based down just outside of Melbourne, Australia. Uh, drives a 964 and also drives a 991. Uh, you should check out his content if you haven't already. It's absolutely top quality and he's just an all-round super nice guy. Whenever Andy comes on, we always have a good laugh and I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. Now, I just, you know, spoiler alert. Well, maybe not a spoiler alert. Maybe just a quick warning. Uh, Andy and I usually spend 10-15 minutes just chewing the breeze, shooting the breeze, whatever that expression is, before we actually start talking about cars. So bear with us, because <laughs> I imagine we'll go off on a tangent again at the beginning of this uh, episode. But stick with us. Hopefully it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about Andy's recent adventures uh, with his son on the track. He's also been doing some um, pretty major work on his 964. He's uh, got some things going on with his 991. And then we also talk about some of the mods that I've been doing to my 991 recently on the interior. And I've got a few finished and I've got a whole lot more in the pipeline. Let's go check it out. Do you want to do like a, a, a three, two, one clap just so we're synced? Like like we always do and get wrong. All right, let's go. Okay, here we go. Three, three two, two, one. Two, one. Wait! Hey, look at that. <laughs> Bam! What a start. Oh, fantastic. Just it, it puts me in the mood to watch Lethal Weapon movies. It always does whenever we do that. So I just my um my son and I uh, I just got him to watch Beverly Hills Cop one and two with me, um, and they still stack up and he really wants to watch number three, and I keep saying no 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 I've come this far as a huge fan of those films I've come this far without ever having subjected myself to three and <laughs> I don't want to do it now. Well, see we're doing uh, we're doing Fast and the Furious at the moment. Yeah. Um, which I just because it was hilarious. We went and saw Fast Nine, um, and there are some moments in that film which are so beyond stupid. It's just hilarious, <laughs> and and my son and I were in the cinema laughing our heads off. Oh really? But no one else was. Everybody else was like full serious. Like oh yeah, a Fiero could do that. I don't want to spoil anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> my son and I are just killing ourselves laughing going this is they've they haven't just jumped the shark they like nuked it <laughs> shark is gone you know I, I haven't seen it I haven't seen it I, I have to confess um, I, I thought Fast Five was probably the best of the series maybe it is um, six, I, know, I agree right so so that was just absolutely amazing and it kind of like you know rejuvenated the whole franchise um, mm-hmm. or at least I think so. Six came along and I was like, oh my God, it wasn't great, but okay, I'll watch it. I watched seven yeah. purely because of just how gutted I was that Paul Walker died. Yeah, Paul but Walker. Also, wasn't great. And then the last one, The Fate of the Furious, it was so yeah. bad. I, just, I don't know if I can watch nine. You, look, you gotta, you got to go in with the right attitude, James, and that is lean in. And just go, I know this is a theme park ride. Yeah. And that's all it is now. Um, 
but it's interesting because we're just so we've start we've gone back to the start and we just watched four and so I can't wait that we've got five coming up now. Yeah. Um, but they're those early films. They're kind of little stories. They're they're reasonably well contained and yeah. I mean, Fast One is basically just point break in cars, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like literally the same story. Um, it is. But yeah, once once it gets to their their you know they somehow become international agents or whatever whatever it is they're supposed to be now i don't know anyway it's uh, good times. yeah well and so charlize theron's in it now isn't she yeah she she's not in this she's not in nine oh, okay. that much okay uh I, I feel like they don't really make the most of her i don't know if she had a contractual agreement that she was only allowed to appear for a certain amount of time. Although it doesn't look as though budget was an issue for them, to be honest. Oh, man. So I, I, I hate to name drop, but I've got Charlize Theron's story. Do you want to hear it? Oh, and, more than anything. All right, more than anything. Okay, great. So when I first moved to New York, uh, 2004, 2005 timeframe, um, I was walking down Fifth Avenue early on a Saturday morning, um, going to meet some friends for breakfast or whatever. Shops had just opened. And... Uh, this this woman walked out of the front of a you know department store or a boutique or whatever it was um and it was Charlize Theron and and I just instinctively turned towards her and said oh hey hi how you doing thinking that she was one of my friends she recognized you because I had I had a handful of friends in the city at the time, and so she just you know it's on that New York buzz, and you're meeting people, and you get to know loads yeah, of people. I yeah. made loads of friends really quickly. I just something inside me instinctively got the math wrong and did two plus two is five, and it's like okay, I know her face, but I don't know her, but I think I know her, so I'm going to go over and say hello to her. And she was very nice about it. She was like very flattered or whatever. She was like, oh no no, um, you know it's okay, it's okay. And I was like, oh my god, that was just like so embarrassing. Obviously, you don't know me and. Uh, yeah, is, you know. So she walked away. She she was super nice. Is about that the it. and is that the, is is that the only time you've been sprayed with with mace or? Has it <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, after I got down to the precinct and they they threw me in the in the drunk tank. <laughs> so so that's that's the first part of the Charlie's their own story, and she she oh, was the second part. Oh yeah, there is. So she was she was okay. I mean, she was she wasn't like super friendly. Like I've met quite a few famous people just randomly throughout my life, and and lots of them are super friendly. Some of them, only a few of them, have been like up their own asses. Charlize Theron, yeah. I thought was nice, but she was kind of maybe on the fence a little bit. Anyway, flash forward uh, seven years later. Um, at this point, if you say she recognised me in the street, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, flash forward seven years later, Ruthie and I went to visit uh, my family, and we had like family Christmas in London. And um, on, uh, you know, we spent we, we spent like the, the the days leading up to Christmas and Christmas Day itself in a shared like Airbnb and in Hammersmith, Fulham area. Um, we were going to fly home the night of Boxing Day or the 27th. I don't remember which, but we basically had one night in a super swanky hotel on uh, Hyde Park. We checked in at like 8 o'clock at night. We were going to check out at 7 in the morning, so we basically only had a couple of hours, but it was it was absolutely insane. Anyway, cutting to it, the next morning, Ruthie wanted to go um, deal shopping, you know, sales shopping on Boxing Day. Yeah. Um, massive day. We're, we're a walk away from Oxford Street. 
So we go into Selfridges. There is absolutely no one there. The store is opened like maybe two minutes before we got there. We're walking around the ladies' clothing section, you know, Chanel and all that sort of stuff. Who's walking by herself down the uh, the aisle towards us? Charlize Theron. So there you go. So I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure that's Charlize Theron. Like, do I play it cool? Do I try and make a joke? Do I ignore her? You know, it's Christmas for God's sake. Surely I should just not yeah, say anything. Yeah. Of course, I had to say something. So I was like, oh hey, fancy, oh, no. fancy seeing you here again, and uh, or something like that. And she, <laughs> she basically, she, <laughs> she she looked at me like I was insane. Um, she walked past me, and as I turned around to just sort of continue the sort of, you know, jokey banter, she just went, no, and then walked off. Uh. <laughs> and, like, okay, so he, here's that was the it, thing. Man. Is the moral of your story that she was, she's one of these stars who's up there on ass? Because frankly, as you told that story, I'm like... Yeah, if she stiff arms him, I'm totally on board with that. Like, <laughs> you're just some, you're some psycho in Selfridges. Of course, she said no. Oh, I'd say no. Oh my god! You know, I, I, I swear she recognised me. Honestly, like seven years later, I swear she recognised me. I mean, I'm, I'm not a very forgettable person, right? I'm six seven. I'm ginger. I'm massive. I've got an English accent, but. To see her in New York and then see her in London, yeah, she probably didn't recognize me, but yeah, she was having absolutely none of it. She was like, she was there to shop. She was there to be on her own. I probably shouldn't have said anything, but like literally there's nobody in this department store and she's walking down the same aisle as Ruthie and I and Ruthie's looking at clothes and we clocked like we made eye contact it was like one of those situations where you it was it would, it would have been awkward not to say anything and it was super what? awkward saying something i just I, I, I was devastated absolutely devoured she she was having none so, of it okay so my thing with celebs is you wait for them to say something to you so i'm gonna i'm gonna name drop here i was stuck in customs in toronto airport with richie sambora from bon jovi no way. <laughs> and Yeah, man. And I grew up a massive Bon Jovi fan, right? Like Richie Sambora. I used to be able to play his guitar solo. So I was oh, so obsessed. So I'm standing there looking at him. I'm like, holy Jesus. I can't just keep it cool. It's Sambora, you know? And it's literally Sambora, Tico Torres, and me. And so I'm standing there. And then Sambora turns to me and says, because they, 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 we kind of, you know, when you're going through customs and they put a red line through your form and they yeah. say, right, I go around the corner and go into the other room. So we had to go into that other room. And so then the three of us were basically left waiting for our luggage at the end. And Sambora turns to me and he's like, this is unfucking believable And I'm like, right? I know. And that was it. And I'm like, I don't know what else to say to him. I'm like, there's a voice in my head saying, okay, get a selfie with him. Say, hey, dude, I'm a big fan. Get a selfie. But here's the thing. I think, no, 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 no. I don't want him to think I'm that guy. I want him to think... Yeah. This this kid's cool, right? As though what? He's going to call me later and say, Hey, dude, you seem all right. Let's hang out. Like, what do I care whether he thinks I'm a fan or not? Just get the selfie and get uh, on with your life. Yeah, so, no, I get anyway. it. Yeah, I think there, there have been a handful of moments where I've been in that position and I've always regretted asking for the selfie. So for the majority mm. of times I've bumped into anybody of any note whatsoever, I just don't bother and and i think the, the the proof is in the pudding because if you look on my facebook profile and you go back 
you know, number of years worth of profile photos. <laughs> There's a photo of me stood next to Mike Myers in Soho. And uh, <laughs> I got talking to him on the street. And um, he was a really nice guy and he was super friendly. And we were talking for like five, ten minutes. So I thought, wow, he's actually been here invested in a conversation with me for a while. We were talking about Liverpool, yeah. you know, common roots or whatever. Um, so I, I, the whole time I was there talking to him, I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't ask. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. And then I was like, "Hey, do you mind if I get a photo?" And dude, he looks so <laughs> uncomfortable next to me. <laughs> yeah, it's like his shoulders are clamped up. He's he's almost got that look of "I'm a dickhead" kind of face on. <laughs> it was so so bad. And I look at that photo now, and I just cringe. I'm like, "Ah, oh, you couldn't have played it cool, McGraw. You just you had to get the photo." So bad. So, I have an observation. Anytime you have a guest on the pod, you waste like 10 minutes talking about completely non-Porsche related content <laughs> at the beginning. So, our first chat, we spoke about Neighbours forever. I think we lost out all of our listeners within the first five minutes. You and Jay the other day spoke about fish and chips for like 25 minutes. <laughs> And now we've just been sitting here name dropping. Oh, it's funny though. It's funny. I, I, you know, yeah, you're right. You're right. Everybody switched off by this point. All right. So let's talk about Porsches. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you though. I could talk about Neighbours and Home Away for a lot longer than we did that time. I, I didn't want to push my luck because it was the first time we were talking with each other. I didn't want you to think that yeah. I was, you know, absolutely bonkers. Um, but anyway, look, here's a segue. You talked about your son. Let's get into talking about Porsches and driving. You went tracking, didn't you, with your boy recently? Yeah, so I I had... It's funny, right? I always talk about with these cars, one of the great things about them is the way, the opportunities they afford you above and beyond just driving. So we had um, family vacation planned and for a variety of reasons... Um, rather than piling all four of us into my into my Jeep, um, we needed to go up, uh, my son and I, a few days ahead uh, of, of my wife and daughter. So that gave me the great idea, well, I'll take the 911, obviously, because um, suddenly I'm not lugging a whole family with me. So we had, um, we drove to a place called Bright, which is a couple of hundred kilometres north of, of the city here in Melbourne. And the drive up there is incredible. You have... A lot of the roads that we actually drive in our rally are on that are on that route. So I'd never driven those roads in the 991. And having typically gone through there in the 964, I have to say that for that kind of driving, to be able to um, take on the twisties, there's a lot of twisties on the way up, which are fantastic, but then also to just effortlessly dispatch mile after mile of country highway yeah. the 991 i can't imagine a better car to do it in it was just it was just superb anyway so we we we, we drive up took took the longest of long cuts to get there just the two of us um and then day two we, we didn't really have any plans and i hadn't realized that some friends of mine were doing a track day um somewhat nearby there's a there's a circuit that's a little over an hour away from where we were staying and I said to my son, I said, hey, you know what, should we should we go and take a look, just watch a session? And he said, I don't care, Dad, if you want to go, let's go. So I said, that's the spirit, mate. So we jumped <laughs> in the car. I, to be honest, James, I wasn't even convinced we were going to, 
I was going to go through with it. I thought, you know what, there's a great little town on the way. If we can't be bothered driving all the way there, we'll pull in there and have a pie and just go go back to where we're staying. Yeah. Anyway, we, we made it all the way to the circuit. Um, right after I got there, somebody said to me, well, you, you know, you're coming out? And I said, I said no, I'm just, just here to take a look. I've got my son with me. And they said, well, why don't you come out and do a session? Take him with you. I said, I haven't got a helmet. Um, he hasn't got a helmet. I haven't got, a, I've not done a day license or anything. They said, we can get a day license done in five minutes. I'm sure we can scrounge up a couple of helmets for you and your son and, and, and head out there. No so way. literally 15 minutes later, we're pulling on these two borrowed helmets and heading out on track. And, you know, one of the things I typically do when I do a track day is, you know, you and I have talked about this before, you do this whole process ahead of time where they do all the briefing and all that sort of stuff. And when I come out of the briefing, I have this sense that, okay, you've really got to take it easy and be so, so cautious on yeah. our first session. Otherwise, you're just going to go spearing off the track and put your car into a wall. So I always waste the first session. Well, on, on this one, I figured, you know what? I've probably only got one session um, and I've driven this track before 15 years ago, maybe. Um, so I just thought, stuff it. I'll just, I'll just get straight into it. It's a bit of a low-speed track. Um and so, yeah, my son and our son jumps in and, and off we go. I hadn't checked tyre pressures. I hadn't done oh, all no way. that stuff that you're supposed <laughs> to do. I was just... Because the session had already started by the time we, we I'd filled in all the paperwork and stuff. So yeah. we just got out there and got amongst it. And it was so great. I mean, you know, to be able to have... When you do most of these track days, there's no passenger sessions and all that sort of stuff. It's, you know, too much of a... Too much of a safety risk, obviously, but um, for whatever reason, we we're just able to fly under the radar a little bit, and we only punched out ten laps. But it was great; it was so so good. He was having a laugh. I was, you know, on track in the nine nine one, which I didn't actually think I'd get the opportunity to do. Um, yeah, and 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 what a beast that was. Um, <laughs> shame it wasn't a super high speed track, so I couldn't I couldn't really stretch its legs, um, but. It, it was, it was just, it was just one of those things where, you know, those great moments, you haven't planned it, but it's just, it's yeah. just perfect and it They're all just kind of works out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it was mega. And then, yeah, we, 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 we sort of went, drove back into the pits, watched another session where there was some 991 cup cars lapping around, which was yeah. great. And then nicked off. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I think... Half an hour later, we were sitting in McDonald's eating a sausage McMuffin <laughs> saying, what the hell just happened? <laughs> that's fantastic. And there are memories that you're going to have with him for like for life. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, you, and you, got to, uh, you got to fast forward the, uh, the clipboard crew at the beginning as well. That's just the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, none of that. None of that. It was, it was incredible. And then, you know what? Even um, our last day, we... You know, my wife and I said we'd we'd drive home in convoy, but I left with my son uh, half an hour before my wife, and again just took a long cut over two of the best roads in this state. And talk about kind of marrying a family vacation with some of the best driving I've ever done. <laughs> I don't know quite how I managed to make it work that way, but it was it was so good, mate. So Beauty, good. that's awesome. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and I've got to ask, because you have mentioned your 991, um, yeah. do you still have your wonky letters on the back? Because I, I understand 
that they reduce the aerodynamics of the car if they're not perfectly straight. No, they do. Yeah, you, and 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 actually horsepower as well. Um, oh, really? It's been shown. Yeah, proven. Mm, mm, mm. Do- doesn't yeah, surprise me. A, I think a twelve horsepower deficit. <laughs> well, so interesting story on that. After uh, after our la- the last time I was on the pod, um, I don't want to say you embarrassed me, but. <laughs> No, you know what I'm going to say? You embarrassed me. Um, it was. I was. I was pretty hurt. What and, a meets uh, for. But, but I got over it. I got over it. I moved on. So I called. I called the body shop that had done the badge initially, <laughs> and I said, "Hey, listen, uh, we've got to get this sorted." And the guy go, The guy says, "Wait, who are you again?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said. It's Andy. You did. You did the emblem on my nine nine one, and he's like, "When was this?" And I said, "It was like right before Easter, and you guys messed it up." And he goes, "Ah, oh, yeah, I got you in another one." And I said, "Correct." So we we need to fit it. He said, "I put it on somebody else's car because you never called me." I said, "Well, wasn't it your job to call me?" So, so he's like, "Ah, oh, um, who are these people?" Uh, this guy, and this is—they were recommended to me by Porsche Centre Melbourne, so I, I, it just blows my mind. So he said, "Oh well, look, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to order a new one now." I said, "Okay, okay, do <laughs> I'm it." Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, I, I called him two days ago. I said, "How are we going with that?" He said, "Oh, yeah, I'll follow up on it today, mate." So where my head is at now. I don't trust this guy. I think he's a slack-jawed yokel <laughs> knucklehead who's not going to fix it. Um, and they hadn't even done a good enough job of polishing out the marks from the oh previous badge. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just a shit show. Uh, apologies for the swearing. Um, oh. So I, I think I'm just going to get him to send me the badge. I'm going to do it myself. I am going to do it myself. Oh my god! I don't you should. Trust this idiot. That, now going back to neighbors, that guy sounds like Joe Mangle. I think it was Joe Mangle. Any neighbors better than I there. do? I think. Oh my goodness! Yeah, nobody sounds so, yeah, ex- was... exactly that kind of character. Um, I, I just, I, what can I say? I'm not surprised. It's been months, but, but... and you still haven't got it fixed. And you, 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 the back of your Porsche looks like a ransom note. It, your words, not it mine. It does. You know, it, just, it does, it does. But you know what? I was talking about it yesterday with my business partner. He said, no one had noticed. I said, if you were <sighs> buying the car, you would notice. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, anyway. It's spelt right, though, isn't it? At least the letters are in the right order. Ah. Uh, <laughs> go and check. The C, the C comes before the S, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Yeah. It does down under anyway. Good lord. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're all backwards. We're all backwards. <laughs> well, so since you're in lockdown, since you're in lockdown now, is this uh, an opportunity for you to uh, do a few mods, like fix your badges or uh, something else? Yeah, the badge. The badge is a good one. I mean, um, so my nine six four is currently in the shop, so I don't have it. Um, it's going through a, a reasonably significant change. So really? I did, yeah, I fitted, um, about a year ago now, I fitted an FVD uh, MAF kit to it. I think I've told you about this. Oh, yes, you have, yeah. Wasn't all that pleased with the outcome. Um, so I have been speaking with 
Colin at Nine Meister in the UK and have bought one of his Motec conversion kits. So the car is getting a new brain. It's getting new fuel injectors. It's getting a new intake. Um, really? A whole new kind of wiring loom adapter that, that, that makes it all connect up and work. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, out of this we get a bit of a horsepower bump. In fact, I'm hoping for a reasonably significant horsepower bump. Yeah. Um, but also we, we, we hopefully get uh, better drivability as well. Um, so... It's down at uh, with my good friends at, at, at Nine Auto, um, the independent Porsche specialist yeah. that I use here. Then we'll take it to the dyno shop for tuning. I've done. I'm gonna. I'm obviously making a video about it, so I've done a, a dyno session ahead of time to get a baseline. Oh, um, cool. That we can compare against, um, which would be great. So, yeah, hopefully by end of next week, uh, I've. Well, do you know what? Lockdown might put paid to that now, so it might be another two weeks. But anyway, yeah, it's uh, hopefully when it comes back, it's had a brain transplant and it's a it's a happy camper. Wow, and I mean that's so, that's some major work. Uh, you know, don't want to put you on the spot, but it, it sounds like you're also dropping some major coinage on those jobs as well. Yeah, it's not cheap. It's it's not cheap. Um, and it, there's a there's a tiny bit of me that feels as though I'm throwing good money after bad because I. As I say, I didn't have a great experience yeah. with the math, and and that wasn't a cheap exercise either. I could have look because of that, because of having gone through that experience, I did feel a little bit gun shy about pulling the trigger with this. Yeah. So I had I had a few lengthy conversations with Colin at Nine Meister. That guy, I mean, if you've seen any of their builds on YouTube and stuff, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. they they're, they're excellent. He knows his stuff. I mean, I, I said to him at the back end of one of our conversations, I said, listen, Colin, I reckon I've understood about 20% of this. Um, <laughs> so I said, can I can I have my local Porsche specialist call you and have a conversation with you? He knows my car. He knows what I'm trying to achieve yeah. with it. Um, yeah. So he did that. That was great. And, and, and yeah, Stuart from Nine Auto came back to me and said, far out, this, this guy knows his stuff. The good thing is that the kit, the way they bundle it up, They've done a, a stack of cars with this kit, um, okay. so I've got some, I've got a reasonable amount of, of, of reassurance going into it that it's a that it's a proven package. Um, yeah. it's not nothing's ever plug and play, you know, as much as as much as yeah. I hope it will be. Yeah. Um, so I expect that there might be a few a few dyno days just to really refine the tuning, but because it's going to Motec compared with the old Motronic uh, system the level of tunability that that brings to the table is just leaps and bounds ahead. You're talking about, you know, technology from 1989 versus, you know, current day tech. Yeah. So, and, and, and with the fuel injectors and intake, we should see a, a pretty reasonable bump in horsepower too. So, oh mate, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful. I've got yeah. fingers and toes crossed that it all yeah. goes well. Um, and then it's, and then it's onto the interior. So that's the last. Uh, that's the last thing I got to get right now is interior. Speaking of which, when you and I last spoke, we were talking about Recaro pole positions, and you had this ridiculous notion that they have no place in a Porsche. 
It Correct. was, uh, to be honest, I was embarrassed for you. Um, so I ran a little poll. I ran a little poll on my Instagram. Now, granted, uh, as you and I have spoken about before, Instagram, I, I don't have a huge amount of followers on there. But uh, you got three votes size, and they were all mine from, a, from my three accounts. From a sample size of some, um, 90% of people said that poll positions absolutely do belong in a Porsche. So you are you are yeah. right out there on your own, my friend. But that doesn't mean I'm wrong. It just means that there are a lot of stupid people oh, out there. No, I think I think the phrase "the tribe has spoken" comes to mind. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure ninety percent of the people on the planet believe on believe in some Amorons? really ri- ridiculous things. <laughs> well, interestingly, my my my. Uh, my feed on Instagram used to be called The Earth is Flat. So most of my followers are um, you know, flat earthers. So Say no more. Talking about. <laughs> but it, um, it brings me to this. I mean, maybe got- if, uh, if, if pole positions had red stitching, because uh, someone Ooh. seems to have really taken a, a liking to red deviated stitching in recent times. Oh my goodness. What yeah. is going on? I, well, I, you know, I'm a bit of an all or nothing kind of guy. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> help, basically, just send help. Well, no, wait, before we get on, before we get on to my 991, let's just go back to your 964. So, because uh, this also sort of like takes me onto my 991, because I've had a little okay. bit of a, a realization about something with my car recently. Um, you, you've got some mechanical mods that you're doing. You're going to be going into the interior. Like, how far are you taking the interior? Are you, like, doing the old houndstooth seats and, the you know, the bling everywhere? Or are you just, um, you know, sort of bringing it up to scratch and getting rid of wrinkles and cuts in leather and that sort of stuff? Uh, look, a little bit of both. Um, I have I've just purchased a set of new seats. So I... To be honest with you, desperately wanted pole positions, um, but I can't live with them. Um, I need good lad because they don't belong in a nine 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 (laughs) eleven. Yeah, I've heard that somewhere. (laughs) Heard that? Where was someone mentioned that? Anyway, um, no. So I I I love them in a nine eleven, and I love the way they feel to drive with. But you know, I do occasionally squeeze my two poor kids into the back of the car. Yeah. Um, So and 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 even. I'm constantly putting things in and out of the back of the car and, and getting past those seats is, is really quite difficult. And particularly for me when, you know, if I film, if we're doing a drive and I'm filming, I'll pull over on the side of the road, yeah. quickly pull the camera out. You've got, you got 10 seconds sometimes to try and get a shot. So I yeah. can't be trying to get my way around those seats. But um, so uh, I'd, I'd really been hoping to get some period correct Porsche sports seats or the turbo seats. Oh yeah, nice. But 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 they're seemingly here at least they're rare as rocking horse shit and um, <laughs> incredibly expensive. So uh, a, a mate of mine uh, last week just he found a set on Pelican um, and just happened to share it in our WhatsApp chat and I was straight onto it and and I didn't even have a Pelican account. So I said, Hey, listen, can you reach out to this guy for me? No way. Get his email address. So, which he, which he did. Um, and then, yeah, by the next day I'd, I'd done the deal. So, so they're coming from the UK actually. Um, and then I'll recover them because they're, they're blue and I don't want to put blue seats in my green car. So it, it's, this is a really long way to answer your question. So I'm going to do new carpet. Okay. Um, 
replace the front seats, uh, new mats, obviously, and then everything is going to be. Uh, I'm just I'm slightly changing the color. So right now I have a really light tan interior. Mm-hmm. Um, tan tan beneath the green exterior looks perfect, but it's a very. I've just always felt it's called cashmere beige. I I, I think it's a. I think it's a slightly anemic version of tan. So everything's <laughs> going to be a, a, a richer, darker, darker kind of tan tones, and then oh, nice. probably like a, a a square weave carpet. Um, maybe maybe inserts either like a either a yeah pepita insert or even um, maybe even a basket weave leather. Um, not sure yet. Not sure. I might just go just keep it keep it classic i'm not sure but either way the interior will be done then and then the car's pretty much perfect the exterior looks amazing engine yeah. sorted chassis spot on yeah interior's done and then it's just miles and miles of trouble free motoring <laughs> so <laughs> on that point so this this car is i think you've said this before you're in this car for the long run. This is a keeper. This isn't a project car. This isn't a um, nope. you know sort of flash in the pan. This this is your 911. Yeah, it is. It is. And so I will. I, I'm I'm probably about to sell the 991. Um, and although I've been talking about that for months now, but but um, but yeah, the 964 has just gotten under my skin. And and it said I I was I got lucky I got lucky with a really nice example a, a slightly different um, less obvious color um, that's that's a really gorgeous color um, so yeah it's just been a long process of getting it to where I think it wants to be to be yeah. my ultimate interpretation of of, of a nine eleven which is you know in, in some respects I think you know the exact same thing that you've always done with your cars where yeah. They're, because the, because 911s aren't that rare, you do see them around. Um, you always look for that opportunity to make it your own, to yeah. to personalize it, and to put those touches in. And typically, they're the kind of touches, for you at least, and I think for me, where it's it's like if you know, you know. It's like people. It's like your front bumper, right? Like the average Joe isn't going to know that that's a that that's an aero front bumper. Yeah, but. The people who know know. You just look at that car and say, "Ah, oh, that looks a little bit different." That's uh, I like what he's done there. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, and I, I think yeah. that's sort of where I'm at with my nine nine one right now because it's um, it's no secret that I've been going from nine eleven to nine eleven over the last four or five years. I've built my channel yep. around it. <laughs> Um, I've I've now had the 991 for two years, which is uh, the longest I've ever had a 911. Um, And I've been looking at GT3s this year. Uh, I've been uh, working on a lot of different 991s over the course of this past year, even just as recently as the past couple of months, putting Joy Autos in, you know, CarPlay hacks for people and backup cameras and all that sort of stuff. Um, And the more... 991s I've worked on, the more I appreciate mine. And it's not because it's better, because it's just, it's mine. And it's, it's yeah, right. something that I've worked on and I've, I've planned and I've, I've tried to realize this, this vision of my 911. Just like you said for your, mm-hmm. your 964, you know, you've made it yours, uh, your vision of a 911. And, and this is mine now. And, I was sitting online specking a car the other day, a brand new one, 
my friend uh, Chris, who has a, you know, I think is, I think his red 992 at the Arrow Kit is about a year old or less than a year old, and he's already yeah. planning to move to a GTS. Um, right. And so he's been sending me his spec, and of course I'm there configuring loads of them as well, bitten by the bug. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm finding myself configuring these 992s in the same kind of color scheme with the same options that I have on my 991 with the deviated seat belts <laughs> and the deviated stitching <laughs> and the sports exhaust and the PDK. And I think yeah. I think I've come to the point where I've, I thought, look, I'm I'm going to sell the 996. I'm I, I'm probably always going to have some kind of project car to one degree or another, um, whether it's another 996 or a 997 or you know whatever it is. But the 991 was the first 911 I ever actually got to sit in five years ago. And that was the car that got me into my 996 and then, you know, the rest is history. But it was an A-Gate Grey 991.1, what I have now with leather interior, etc. And I think yeah. for some reason, just over the past few months, this car has become very special to me. And the front yeah. bumper going on and the... um what else have I done recently? The oh, the new the new steering wheel. I can't tell you what a difference uh, yeah. that has done to me. A hundred percent. You know, even though it's still the same steering wheel, it just has brand new leather on it, and it has the red stitching. Yeah. It it yeah. it sort of made the car feel brand new to me, uh, which you know, I've, I, having had it for two years and it's got a hundred thousand miles on the clock or more, which sounds absurd in many ways. But every time I get in the car and I hold onto that steering wheel and I look at it. Oh, mate, something happened. So I think I'm in it now for the long run with this car, which has now led to this <laughs> this, this past week of um, trying to find all of the leather with red stitching that the world has to offer. Because <laughs> 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 I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not holding back now. I, if, if, I can, if I can really make this car my own, like I would yep. have specced it from the factory... Um, in fact, somebody said on on Instagram today that uh, at some point I'm going to have the world's most luxurious non S nine nine one. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> so if you if you care about the horsepower and the speed, then uh, you know my car's not for you. But if you if you want the 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 unique look of a nine eleven and uh, a sort of more luxurious feel, my nine nine one base Carrera is the car for you. But it's it's mine now forever. Uh, but I love it, man. I mean, the red steer, the, the red seat belts that I put in there, uh, you know, six months ago, I still really yeah. like those. The red tack face, the red sports chrono. Um, yeah. Now the steering wheel, and even just adding the. So I've, I think I've ordered like a total of ten different trip pieces. Oh, have you really? I knew it was <laughs> yeah. bad. I didn't realize that it uh, you'd gone that deep down the rabbit hole. Oh my god! Let's yeah, we'll talk about that in a second because I'm still digging. Uh, I'm still digging down the rabbit hole, but yeah, the, today I put the uh, the end caps on either side of the dashboard, and you only get to see those, of course, when you open the door and you get in the car. You don't see them when you get Is out. Is that of the car. what that part was? Because I, I saw that on your Instagram, and I was thinking, okay, I, I don't even know what they are. They're weird <laughs> triangles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they they they're at the end caps for the dashboard, and so you you only see right. them when the doors open and you're getting in. Um, but they look lovely. And I, so I put those two in today. Um, it was like a 30-second, you know, fix. I mean, I really right, feel right, like a right. drug addict. <laughs> I got high for yeah. 30 seconds putting them in. And then they were in. I was like, okay, where's the next hit? So the next hit was then the center uh, console armrest, 
that's the leather with red deviated stitching and seeing that next to the, the seat belts oh mate it, it just looks like a new car already it looks like a completely different car so i've got i've got some more stuff coming and it's going to arrive over the course of the next week and i'm so excited <laughs> i have to say i have to say that uh that that center console cover when i saw that on your instagram i it's it's funny in my job i talk a lot with the team about the one percenters right the little the little things that just really set something off and yeah when i saw that with the debossed porsche crest i thought yeah that is actually that's a really really lovely little bit of kit <laughs> that's so cool yeah Very and uh, I, I i'm quite i'm quite lucky to have found it where i did um uh, in fact all of these pieces that I've bought, uh, and one of the reasons I think I've I've gone so far down the rabbit hole, is because they've all come from the same salvaged GT3. Oh really? Um, yeah, yeah. So I found one piece on on eBay, and then I contacted the seller and I said, "Hey, if you got this part, you know, by any you know out of interest, I'd I'd uh, you know I'd like to see it and just you know buy it from you." Um, the guy sent me like. 20 photos and he's like you know what i really don't like ebay this was the most expensive one so i just thought i'd stick it on but yeah if you want any of this stuff just let me know and at that point i was like (laughs) (laughs) jackpot baby oh my my goodness so i've got the what what have i got coming i've got the uh i've got the um the, the the leather wrapped uh steering column uh, shroud. Oh, really? That has deviated stitching. God I have man. the uh, I have the 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 air vents left and right on top of the dash. Uh, yeah. I've got the um, I've got the sports chrono housing leather with the deviated stitching in the middle. So that's going to pimp out the dashboard pretty well. Um, yeah. I've got the leather door sills with the deviated stitching uh, oh, nice. to go passenger and front side which will sit perfectly alongside my carbon fiber um what else have i got so i think i think that's everything i've pulled the trigger on so far um but i <laughs> i've i've also got my eye on the dashboard itself <laughs> right. so, so, yeah the actual dash is to put this the other stuff dash. in i'm like yeah, yeah he's like yeah you know i'm not gonna put that on ebay if you're interested let me know i'm like uh maybe maybe um and so why stop there? Why why not go for the eighteen way sports seats, Andy? That's that's Well, we've spoken about this before. Isn't there a set of those in Lithuania or Yeah, Bosnia but they're just black. They're just black. These ones uh... These ones are Oh, not has only... he got them? Has he got the ones you want? Yeah, he has. This guy, they're, right. <sighs> they are they're black with red deviated stitching and they and for some miracle they don't have GT3 stitched on the headrest. They've got the Porsche no, crest. Oh, really? Yeah, they've just okay. got the Porsche crest on the headrest. So wait, have you secured these or not? No, that's the one thing I haven't yet pulled the trigger on for you fear of getting blowing divorced. blowing this up already because people are now going to go hunting for that original eBay listing and get in touch with that guy. you got to make this happen. I don't know what you're waiting for. You know you're going to do it. So just uh... do it. Just do it. You know you're going to... I like to think of myself as a great enabler when it comes to this stuff. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. The thing is, though, my seats are in really good condition and they're very comfortable. Great. But... You'll be able to sell them. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. All right, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> that's the spirit. See, I, I really laughed because... 
because um, obviously listeners won't know this, but um, you created a little chat on on Instagram for <laughs> with a few people, myself, Jay, uh, Daniel, um, a couple of others, and uh, talking saying you needed help. Um, regarding <laughs> yeah. this whole issue, that—that's such the most ridiculous ploy ever. Because as if any of us was going to say yes. Listen, James, I think um, I think you probably ought to stop right there and 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 just sit tight. And your car's good as it is, and leave it as it is. We're all, of course, going to absolutely support every decision to purchase everything you could possibly find. Yeah, I maybe that was you not know this. Well, yeah, maybe I was looking for my enabling. You were looking for validation and enabling. (laughs) Yeah. Although, you know, to to be fair to Daniel from Jet Fuel Only, while he was behind the idea, he did try and offer some balance by suggesting that I'm not going to get that money back. And, you know, is this going to be the car I'm going to stick with? He, He tried. He did try. Yeah, yeah. Got to yeah. give and him actually, did, did not Jay, I think Jay actually mentioned something about GT3s as well, right? You know, Maybe. are you going to keep the car or buy a GT3? But, cause, Why cause can't I, I, I do both, to, Andy? Well, yeah, no, this is my, this is everyone's dilemma, right? I mean, I was listening <laughs> to your, but I was listening to your pod with Jay the other day and you were talking about how there are some reasonably decent, value gt3s on the market some 991 gt3s but you had an issue with white that it yeah. was the kind of common gt3 color yeah and i was driving along the freeway on my commute and i was yelling at my stereo <laughs> yelling how many bloody gt3s are you seeing are they more common than an agate gray carrera like, <laughs> yeah but but the agate gray carrera sets me back 50 grand the the yeah, white yeah, gc3 yeah, yeah. sets me back more than twice that um that's but how, how, blue rap. dude well yeah that's true but how many have i seen well i know three of them in the twin cities here where i live and i know all three owners um there is a <laughs> there is a uh, somebody who lives uh near tail of the dragon who has a huge instagram following who also has a white gc3 um, but yeah, if you, you go on the, the used market and, and wait, I use... Wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Remi- remind me, how, how many days did it take you to drive to Tale of the Dragon? Uh, two. Two days, right? Yeah. So you're worried that somebody <laughs> two days drive away from you has a colour that you might end up with. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But you know, we're on Instagram all the time. The world is small, Andy. The world is small. <laughs> But then you look on the used car market, and those GT3s, the, the the majority of them that come up are white. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you know, I, I find the same thing, because I even this morning I was looking uh, here, I, I always find myself looking at GT4s. Um, I love the oh, GT4. Oh, do you? And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I actually find one of, one of my... Um, one of the reasons the 991 for me is is a little bit of a love-hate relationship is that a lot of the roads we drive here are really tight and technical and I find that car quite big on those yeah. roads. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I actually think a GT4 for the type of driving we, we, we do, my friends and I, I, th- I actually think the GT4 is the absolute sweet spot in terms of size, agility, power, all that stuff. Um, but... All of so many of the GT4s that come up for sale here, I reckon eighty percent of them 
a white same thing and i do i must confess i do think the same thing i've got a mate who's got a white one and i think if i was to buy one i feel like i would want another color i don't think i could get white so i can i can relate i can relate (laughs) (laughs) not that i'm buying one Uh, not that you're buying one no but i've got to say actually the um i've never really looked seriously at a at a, at a Cayman just because I can't fit in them no, that's uh, right. <laughs> legs way too long um yeah and uh, you know all of that uh but yeah. the, the one GT4 that I have tried to get into here in the Twin Cities happened to be white <laughs> it was it was white <laughs> um there you go. but th- since seeing uh Daniel's black one from Jet Fuel How only is that car oh my god yeah. I'm obsessed I, with that car I have to say it's the first time I've ever really felt like a compulsion about the the Caymans. I like the Caymans. I, I, I like, yeah, I think they're awesome cars, you know, but I've yeah. never really felt passionate about one. But that black GT4 that he has, man, if yeah. I could fit in that car, I think I'd be a Cayman driver. It's such a nice yeah, he, car. He's done it perfectly with that car. I just, I, I do, I just love it. Every, every time he brings a video with it, I see it and just think, oh, man, that's a good looking car. I just yeah. love it. Yeah, he yeah. spec that right. He's done a really good job. And it's got paint protection film on. And I'm now kicking myself because I put ceramic I put ceramic coating on my brand new bumper because I had nothing to do one evening, forgetting yeah. that I now can't put paint protection film on it. Oh bugger. Because <laughs> it's not gonna stay, so I'm either gonna need to take the ceramic coating off or just um you Can know. they do that? That's quite tricky, no? Uh, yeah, the paint they, protection film off. They, uh, you mean the ceramic coating? They they can ceramic take it coating. off. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They right. can, but it's not recommended. So yeah, I've kind of shot oh, myself right. in the foot there. <laughs> no. Hey, so that's there's something. Are you gonna do a? Uh, are you gonna cor- do a paint correction on the car? Yeah, yeah. I, I knew there was something else I wanted to talk to you about. Yes, uh, I'm gonna try and do that. I think. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, detailing my car washing my car the exterior and 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 doing anything with it terrifies the life out of me um i've just got this sort of inner monologue that says you're gonna wreck it you're gonna wreck it you're gonna wreck it um so i i i've watched dozens of uh larry at ammo mycs videos and you know he's the boss i've watched your pain correction video several times um, and I just can't get over what a state your garage is, mate. You've really got to sort that out. That's what you took out of that. This, this is what we're going to talk about, is it? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. That's what you're I took gonna, out of it. You're going to have a go at me for how I live. No, you're going you're gonna to you're gonna feel bad now because people people often, you know, I think we, we joked about this before. People say, you know, James, I really like your videos because if you can do it, anyone can do it. Um, and I'm like, I guess. Is that is that good? So I kind of got it the same is. reaction from you. I thought, well, there's my mate Andy, and he's doing paint correction, and he seems to you know know what he's doing. Maybe I can maybe I can have a go as well. Um, but well, so I, I and if you I can do it in that it. in that pigsty of a garage, then uh, <laughs> it must not be that hard. <laughs> exactly, with all you know, all that stuff lying around, all, all those trip hazards. Uh, but yeah, so so. <laughs> So the thing I'm worried about is is taking a power tool to the to the paint and pushing too hard and swirling it or doing something. I mean, you've gone through it before. You know loads more about this. Uh, you know uh, this this mod this job than I do. Have you got any? Have you got any pointers for me? 
Don't you, do it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, have you have you bought a machine yet? No, I haven't. I okay, I, okay. I have nothing. Just assume I have nothing. Okay. So I I I got the I purchased the Rupes Bigfoot, um, which I think is great and actually comes in a kit which includes uh, I can't remember what they call it, but there's there's basically a three stage of 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 products. So there's a there's a kind of pure compound then a compound slash polish and then a pure polish. Um, yeah. They're all color coded with um, the appropriate pads so that you, you're using the right pad for the right job. Um, the first pass I did actually isn't in the video. The first pass I did was actually on the 991, believe it or not. And I did it on that front guard. And honestly, I thought the first time it made contact with the car... I thought I was just taken to the car with a belt sander, and I was just going to have this. this <laughs> That's huge what I'm worried about. Of, yeah, it's it's. Well, I can tell you, it's it's very forgiving. It is very very forgiving, and you know, I've um, I've now done. I mean, obviously, did the the whole nine six four. I did three stages on that. Um, since since doing that, I've now had, you know. I, I think I told you I had a car uh, back into my car, into my 964. That's right. Just make yeah. some some scratches on the rear bumper. Because I've done uh, the correction, I was confident enough to get out the Bigfoot, get some compound, buff out those scratches, and and it was absolutely fine. And and two weeks ago, I took the um, I debadged the rear deck lid on the 964, and again had to had to buff out that 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 ghosting that was left behind right. from the lettering. Yeah. And and I just did it again. I used the I used their heaviest compound. Even their heaviest compound is pretty light. It's okay. just really about how much weight you apply to um to the unit itself. And you you just don't want to lean on it basically. Um you really let it do the work. There's there's a couple of really good videos that talk about exactly that is just how much pressure you should apply. Um, yeah. that's probably the that's probably the key outtake for me was not applying too much pressure and then having a small work area that you're doing in each you know small sections rather than trying to do an entire panel in one hit um, yeah but honestly once you're over the fear of it and you see you do that first pass you then wipe it clear and immediately immediately you can see the difference and wow it, it's it's to me now, you know, I look at, I looked at, I noticed some scratches I hadn't seen on the car a few days ago, and I thought, oh, you know, next weekend I'll just grab out the Bigfoot and just give that a quick, quick once over. Um, yeah. I mean, people say, you know, you should probably use a paint depth gauge and that type of thing. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously the last person to be giving, you know, in depth advice about this. So, so really, I suppose the takeaway that I'd like you to have is. Yeah, it's worth a crack, and a product like the Bigfoot is pretty forgiving. You can't really... You'd have to be a bit of a numpty to mess it up, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> so, good luck. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you had me full of confidence until the numpty comment, because that's going to be me. <laughs> That'll be me. <laughs> you would have to lean right on it. You know, like Ruthie comes out while you're, while you're doing a pass, yells at you, you turn around and say... What's that, love? And you kind of <laughs> lean your whole body weight against it. Maybe that would cause a problem. But do you know uh, what? That's the uh, other thing. My first couple of passes, 
I, I had a really light touch, touch with it. I just thought uh, I was really scared about it. So I took yeah. it very, very easy. It's fine. It's fine. You, mate, you will, you will love it. You'll get it done. You'll be so satisfied because the car will look like it is dripping wet. It, it, it really does. And with that gray, it'll just pop. You'll be, you'll be so glad you did it. So do I need to wash the car first? Do I need to put any product on the car first or am I taking products off before I then start, you know, using the, the belts? You, di- you didn't just ask me, do I need to wash the car first? No, oh, I did. I did. I did. Honestly, I did. But like, you know, do I need to wash it with any particular type of product? I mean, like, presumably, uh, you look, gotta get okay. So you gotta get all the dirt off it. You gotta make sure you yeah, surface you definitely, clean. Look, you definitely have to wash it. Just, just wash it. You know, wash it and dry it. Um, I wouldn't dry it with anything like, say, a um, uh, ammo hydrate or anything like that. <laughs> like, just, just, just dry it. Um, they okay. do. I. They do say um, if you if your car has been waxed and polished a lot previously. Um, to use like an isopropyl alcohol or something like that to kind of clear that off. Okay. Uh, again, I, I, I just let me let me state for the record, I'm no expert on this, right? I just I just did it the way I did it. Um, you'll probably have li- people commenting below. You'll probably have Larry writing to you saying, "Who the hell is this knucklehead?" <laughs> um, well, at least you know to wash the car first. Where I would have been driving dirt and mud into my paint yeah, with, yeah, exactly, with exactly. No, you definitely wash it. You definitely wash it. I, do you know what? I got a clay bar. I, 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 I did do a quick once over with a clay bar, um, particularly for the front of the car because you, you, I mean, do you know what? Yours has just been painted, so you should be fine. But, you know, I did have some bits of gunk and stuff like that that, um, yeah, that were there that had just built up over time. So the clay bar just picks those up. Um, but... Uh, you know, in, in the subsequent times when I've used it, like when I did the deck lid two weeks ago, I, I washed it and that was it. I didn't clay it or anything like that. I just took the badge off with a heat gun um, and then, you know, wiped it all clean, obviously. Just used a, like a spray detailer just to get it clean and then went to town with the with the Bigfoot. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's... I don't know. I... Maybe I didn't take enough precautions. I'm thinking now. Oh, maybe I should have. Maybe I should have done it differently. But um, yeah. So so far, I've had great results. Uh, well, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad for you. I I'm maybe now a little more terrified than I was before we had this Why? conversation. Just, no, just do it. Just do it. It's great. It just. I mean, here's the other thing, right? People say, "Oh, just go and buy a bonnet from a wrecker or something and practice on that." Yeah. You could do that. You could, could do that if you felt really anxious. And you've got to... I didn't do that because I just haven't got the room in my garage. There's too much junk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you've, you've, you've got lovely space. You could probably do that. But here's the thing. Got... It'd be it'd be terrible anyway because it'd probably look bad and you wouldn't be able to get it to look that shiny anyway. So you'd think, this is rubbish. The product doesn't even work. Absolutely. Yeah. No. I don't know. Maybe I, I think I just need to let the pros do it. I, I do want to no. do it though. I do want to have a go. Do it. You can totally do it. Look at what you've accomplished with how little you have. <laughs> Did you have you ever seen those Instagram fail like memes where you've got the you know the fancy bakery cupcake on the left and then you've got the, the cupcake oh, yeah. that yeah, you yeah, try yeah. to make at home and it's absolutely awful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that'll that'll be me. I will become a meme. There'll be this beautifully 
pristine car that Ammo NYC did, and then this mine yeah. with a scrape six inches long down the door because yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. realize I had to wash my car. <laughs> I was just trying uh. to polish through the gravel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Well, Andy, as ever, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Likewise, I, uh, my friend, you I, have made my first day of lockdown uh, <laughs> far far easier to to start than I than I would have otherwise expected. So I thank you. Uh, you know, you're very welcome. I, I feel for you, man, going into lockdown again. Yeah, you get out there and just start fiddling with your car. Do do something. Fix that badge. I, uh, work on your garage. Make me feel better. Come on. <laughs> okay, I will. I will. Oh, just for you. Just for you. You're a good lad. All right, Andy. Take care, mate. <laughs> well, guys, that's it for another episode. That was Andy from Last Rasp, the Instagram and YouTube channel by the same name. Check out Andy's content. It is always super sharp, well put together. Uh, he really does raise the bar week to week. What's coming next? Well, I've got to relax and just take a breath after that episode because uh, my jaw is hurting from how much giggling I was doing. But I've got interior mods coming up primarily. Uh, but what I really want to do is get out and drive. My my car was sat there for the best part of a month while my steering wheel was being refurbished by Craft uh, Customs down in Texas. Now I've got the steering wheel back. I'm tr- taking every opportunity to get out on the road and just drive, you know, sort of take some of my own medicine, get out and drive. I, I do have a couple of DIY videos coming up, um, but I'm also in the, in the pipeline. I'm trying to put together a video that I had an idea for a couple of years ago. And logistically, it's a bit of a nightmare. It involves a lot of cars. It involves open spaces. It involves multiple cameras and the drone. I'm really hoping I can pull it off before the summer is out. I don't want to give away too many details, but it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. And there's going to be a lot of Porsches to uh, feast your eyes on. So Watch this space for that video. Hopefully that's going to be coming out in September. But before that, interior trim videos. I've got some DIY maintenance videos coming up and I'm just going to get out and drive. And I hope you do the same. Thanks for checking out. Thank you for supporting Auto Amateur, whether you are wearing a t-shirt or watching a video or listening to the podcast, whatever it is. Thank you so much for your support. It means an awful lot to me. I really enjoy putting out this content. I really enjoy the banter with all of you that comment on my videos, that send me instant messages, that email me, that phone me. It's all good fun. Hope you're well. Hope you're safe. Get out and drive, and I'll see you next time. Bye.